Hi, and welcome to episode five of Daily Dose Danny. Today I'm talking with Ali. She is the brains behind A Live Vibe. A Live Vibe offers a unique space to collaborate, interact with cool people, and learn new skills. I just love the idea, as we are all so much isolated this year, and this is such a great way to expand our circle, reconnect, and stay connected. So, Ali, welcome to the show. Tell us more about yourself and why you started Alive Vibe. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be able to do this, especially from Shanghai to Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, so I'm Ali. I was born and brought up in Hong Kong. And the first thing to know about me is I love connecting people. And like my favorite feeling ever is when you see like your two friends who like don't know each other and they come together and they connect and you just feel that like warm feeling from the inside out. So having that in the back of my mind, um, I just graduated in May from Hong Kong International School. I was a senior and my first semester of senior year. So the half end of 2019, it was quite a difficult year for Hong Kong in general. The protest was going on. There's lots of tension. Um, lots of stress in school with college applications, and I felt very disconnected from the world. So when I came back after Christmas break, I'm like, okay, I can take a breather. Um, it was one of those years where it was a couple weeks in between Chinese New Year. So I went away for Chinese New Year. I went to Miami for one week to be with my grandparents, and my sister and I ended up staying for two months because of COVID. And then after that, we were went to Canada for two months, and we were in the middle of nowhere. The only people we saw for two months besides my parents, were deer and moose. So it was a very isolated situation. And during that time, I felt like a starved extrovert. That's the only way I can really describe it. And I I really, really wanted to connect and be with others and have new, exciting experiences. I wanted to go to what I wanted to experience those feelings of that you feel when you go to like an event or a concert or like in a new environment. But of course, those weren't going to be happening for any time soon. So I started this platform to connect first my best friends and I would host these like Zoom calls like yoga classes and Chinese speaking practice groups and crossword solving things and all those sorts of things. And slowly, slowly, it was like my friend came on and then my friend's friend came on and then my friend's friend would host an event and then I would host an event. And it slowly, slowly grew to this wonderful community that just stayed so intimate. So it wasn't this like large scale. No one knew each other. It was really always just about the connections and virtual interactive and intimate virtual events were really the reason in which we did that. And we were able to scale and grow through connecting to universities and different incredible movements and pages on Instagram and different Gen Zs around the world. And that's really where we brought ourselves today. So I wanted to connect and have exciting experiences like Japanese class or um, importance of activism in school or um, learning how to code from wherever you can and with people from all over the world, from Panama to Brazil to France to Ecuador. And I wanted people to be able to have that experience no matter where they were and have those exciting, exciting connections. So that is why I started Live Vibe to give people the experience that I wish I had um, my first semester of senior year. That's awesome. That's such a good reason to start it because I couldn't agree. I think all of us have just been dying for some connection and being able to chat with all our friends across the globe. So I think it's such a positive reason as to why you started this. Um, such a great story. Um, yeah. So what were some of the struggles and constraints you faced while trying to start this idea? Sort of any advice you can give to other people who want to start their own business or online project? Um, any advice from you? 
Sure. Um, I'm actually going to quote a famous book about entrepreneurship, but it's the idea of zero to one. It's that it's quite easy to go from one to two or two to three if you've got something. But if you've literally got nothing, the hardest part is literally just doing it. So starting it. And I mean, like I've had no funding. I've had no like nothing like that. And it's really just doing working off like a lean backbone or a lean model to be able to create something out of that and really doing as bootstrappy as you want. So my greater vision is to build the first vertically integrated mobile app where you're able to browse events and communities, browse uh, different people, join them, and then connect with them before and after this big fancy schmancy app and having that in the back of my head. However, realizing that it's okay for things not to be perfect in the moment. And there's this term in tech, minimal valuable product, MVP, and MVP is okay. So understanding that things not, it's okay not to have it perfect in the moment. And it's okay that it's just a bootstrap or grungy, but just starting somewhere and being okay and knowing that it's a growth and things don't happen overnight um, is super, super important to remember because nothing happens. Just, you're not just going to all of a sudden pull out this incredible application or process or movement literally overnight it's going to take time and it's going to take experience building and testing of the market and testing of your idea so enjoy that time and allow it because that's what's building your culture and what's building whatever movement or brand you're trying to create yeah i agree so much i feel like a lot of the time we just need to be more patient with ourselves and our ideas because it's it's like a planting a tree it's, yeah, it's going exactly. to take time and you got to nurse it and i think the more you put yourself in it and and you love what you're doing the more other people will see that and sort of join yeah. you in your journey so yeah yeah like doing what you like totally it's almost like following the leader in some sense like if someone if someone sees someone else excited they're like wow like what juice are they drinking like i want part of that and like people saw me getting so excited about like meeting different people and joining these events they're like whoa what's she doing i want to get on that and that's kind of how it grew as well like the energy and like almost having this you know like FOMO that people have fear of missing out exactly um, yeah so like we almost we have like FOMO on a live I'd be like oh I wish I was at that event oh I wish I was meeting that people because it's like built such a incredible culture of like Gen Z's or people like feel this and they know they can form these connections like relationships are formed off a of live like it's been so impressive and just like jaw-dropping to see what has happened if you just put a little if you just give a little bit of yourself and you experiment and you put yourself outside your comfort zone uh, and you join a zoom room that you never knew anyone on it but you've no idea how you could ultimately grow and expand your mind yeah i think at the end of the day you're just sort of sharing your positive attitude during this crazy year and it, and people are, are wanting to join for sure so what are some of the the highlights that you you feel you've you've started with a live vibe like how have you seen positive impact with you or friends or people that have joined these events sure so without sounding too cliche um we kind of just go back to this feeling and it's really in the name the name but this alive vibe this vibe that just feels so electric this energy this movement this like it's like atoms that are like moving against each other very hard like you see people so inspired and passionate about it so maybe like an event talking about politics or about talking about their experience growing up as like a minority this place like whatever it is you see people so passionate and so comfortable and confident about speaking their experience which i think is so inspiring because people come up to me they're like wow like I would never talk about this in front of like my friends or this or my parents, but like I felt so comfortable with this and like people felt were so welcoming and like it's empowered me to start this. Like I've, I've been so inspired to see 
like how the a live vibe tribe or the team or have gone off and started their own initiatives or became interested in entrepreneurship or um tech or stem or a philosopher because of an event or because of an idea that someone shared with them it's seeing how people run with the new things that they learn and that everyone on live vibe is a lifelong learner and is so open to learning new things and hearing new experiences and they don't have that like closed-minded thing um and a more metric scale it's been incredible to see that over 15,000 gen z's have now joined events from over 1,000 cities 80 countries um we had 50 interns over the summer now a team of 25 but again the metrics are not something that really resonates with me i think they're just numbers it's really the stories that i think tell the best story the best picture of it and that's really what i was speaking about earlier and it's about those one-to-one -one or two to four three close conversations or discussions where people feel they're really giving their heart and they have been able to experience something new without knowing it and they've been able to be impacted far longer than just a one hour event yeah that's perfect i feel like there's so many online events and webinars happening now but for a live vibe it becomes more like a positive message like a personal connection and i yeah. like that it's less like impersonal mm -hmm. so. yeah and that's for sure because like people are like oh so like you want to scale it you got to get like oh we got 80 people my event and like yeah we had some events especially at the beginning as we were kind of finding out where like our niche was a hundred a hundred people and there was just something about it like yeah there was a hundred people there but like it wasn't a live vibe it was just an event because no one connected there you can't think even like a normal conversation let's say you're like a cocktail party even if there's like 50 people there there's no way you can connect with them even 20 it's difficult conversations and real intimate conversations happen when there's like two three four and five maybe six people but beyond that you're really going into i feel like with more people you come you go from a more deep to a more shallow conversation and we really want to keep it as deep as possible so understanding that like a successful event isn't necessarily oh yeah 80 people signed up blah 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 it's more the stories and the um the depth of connections that you can feel afterwards or um how you feel like that you know how sometimes you have like a if it's maybe you talk to a good you know how sometimes you speak to like your best friend or something and you feel that like like wholesome feeling afterwards like wow i'm so happy i have this person i'm i feel so connected i'm happy i got that off my chest like that feeling is something that we use as like a metric to measure success in event in events that's awesome that's what it's all about at the end of the day for sure um people need to be less focused on the numbers sometimes and more about the connections totally yeah so you are part of gen z um tell me more about what you think gen z is looking for in regards to connecting with people going forward and brands and just a summary of of what you think where gen z is at the moment um regarding online and, and brands and stuff like that how they're consuming life these days yeah so from my experience and what i've been able to see and i think i actually have quite a niche experience because i've been able to literally see fifteen thousand gen z's who are all in all english speaking but everyone is bi trilingual lives in every corner of the world they are attending like the top universities top schools like these are people who want to drive and at least in these people gen z's want to learn they want to educate themselves so whereas i think in the past um or different generations it's like you could cut yourself off you don't know with the rise of the internet and everyone being so digitally native there's no excuse to not know about this or if you want to learn about um uh, the French Revolution, you can go online and watch a video. If you want to learn how to fix your AirPod case, you can do that. You can watch, learn an article. You can learn so, so, so much. And of course, there's the issue of 
like too much information and getting overwhelmed. But of course, I'm saying this in balance. Um, if there is a balance in consumption of education, then this allows people to be so much more aware and more sensitive to what they say and understand that, hey, like, see who's in the Zoom room almost like pick your pick your words, be careful, be kind, be respectful. So I think there is a rise in education, people wanting to learn, and also just tolerance as well, because you understand that people might not agree with you, people might not have the same background as you, but people are ultimately good people. No one's doing, no one, no one, everyone believes they believe what they're believing because that didn't make sense. Everyone believes. <laughs> it made sense. <laughs> everyone thinks they be, they're doing what's right. Like people aren't doing something because they think it's wrong. No one would say, I believe in purple because I think it's wrong. And like you believe in what you believe because you think it's right. So understanding that whatever people say or whatever side someone picks, it might be different to yours. They believe it because they're they're ultimately a good person. They think that's the betterment. And keeping that in mind is so important because I think we have seen quite a political divide this year. And understanding that knowing that people are doing that because they genuinely want to see the betterment of humanity and whichever way to get there it's different knowing that the end goal is the same really unites people and i've been able to see people come together at like like there's this event that was going on for a while called middle ground where people came together from like you would say a statement and then people from the opposite ends would say i believe with this or i believe that and as heated as the debate scott they were exceedingly respectful people still talked after like it was a complete conversation. It wasn't, Oh, you're opposite. Like it almost engaged people more to see people with an opposite view or a different view because getting in these echo chambers of everyone having the same experiences, connections can be very one dimensional. And I think Gen Z's want to have different experiences. No one wants that. Oh yeah. All my friends come from the same school. We all have the same background. We all have the same color, shape, size, blah, blah, blah. Like it's exciting to our friends from around the world. And that's what a live vibe offers. And I think that's what Gen Z's really are looking for right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I feel people are forgetting that it's important for people to have different sort of mentalities and different opinions. It's that's what makes the world interesting is that we're always learning from each other that no one there's not one person that believes exactly the same as someone else, but that's what keeps us learning and what keeps us engaging and challenged as people. So I wish people would be more open to that, like you say, and more respectful of different opinions and rather learn from each other and, and try to see different angles on one subject rather than get so defensive yeah. and um, divided as it currently is. So, yeah, very important. Uh, cool. So you have done so many different events on your current website and I've, I've followed a few of them and I'd love to join the next one for sure. Um, but who would you say would be your ideal partnership or host to potentially collaborate with that you think would align best with your business and your ideas and where your thinking is at? Sure. So, um, Honestly, at the beginning, again, like I was thinking, okay, hosts would be like companies or brands. And yes, we had, we were able to reach out to some cool different brands and things that were able to align with our vision. But at the end of the day, it really is the Gen Z community. And what, and in some senses, since the Gen Zs are still fairly young, not the average Gen Z as like a company or a startup by any means, what they do in the meantime to create some sort of initiative is creating like an Instagram page or some sort of movement or some sort of initiative that reflects something. So what I'm most proud of, and it's not the biggest flashiest name per se, are actually the Instagram pages that I've seen start by Gen Z mate, like seeing brands that like for Asian activism or sharing stories of COVID 
or um, coding labs or girls in STEM, like these sorts of Instagram pages or that I'm seeing from Gen Z's create that like you could say is a business, could, could not say, that's where the community is and that's where the hype is. So I'm so excited to just have these energies on there and have these people come on who actually support that because it's like our target audience and our target people. Like it's exactly who we want there and that's the energy. Not necessarily the CEO of a multinational company who's seven years old sitting in their office on uh, on Petter Street, but it's the people who are going to be there in five, 20, 30 years and even more so because they're forward thinking and they're just more compassionate and more open-minded to those. So it's the future leaders of tomorrow who are on our platform right now. That's that's very exciting. Yeah, I, I definitely want to join your next um, <laughs> event that comes up. <laughs> it sounds like it's got a good vibe. So a live vibe does make sense to be your, your title for what you're doing. Um, so yeah, so speaking of the future leaders sure. um, and people that will be doing amazing things going forward, tell us what your plans are for 2021 with a live vibe. What are you thinking? Um, what's in the pipeline for you? Yeah, so as my grandmother says, you plan and God laughs. So everything I want to say. <laughs> That's a smart grandmother. Yeah. So everything I'm saying right now is with a grain of salt. Of course, no one planned what was going to happen this year. I started a live vibe originally as a company called Count Me In, which was going to be an event platform, like a, an app where you would be able to connect people online before you'd attend an event in person. And like, I still think that's a great idea. So let's say you wanted to go to this like niche band concert, but you really you didn't have anyone to go with. You'd go with someone, you'd find someone. But of course, the changing the time. So I never knew a live vibe was going to actualize itself. Uh, but granting all constants, say the same, everything kind of goes in trap. I'd love to just continue to integrate and change, um, get into different communities, uh, especially with universities and schools. Because again, this is just really where our audience is and building our network, building our growth. Um, but intimately as well, not having this like mass culture, this like, it's, we almost want, we use the term scale, um, scaling intimacy, which sounds like an oxymoron because you're like intimate, that's like close. But yes, the way to grow a live vibe is to scale intimacy. And of course, creating movements and things too. Like it's been so beautiful to see how people like cite a live vibe or inspired. Like yesterday during our team call, we were going around and saying things we're grateful for. And I'm not just saying, cause I don't know if people were just trying to kiss up or something, but everyone around <laughs> And the team, like again, these are 16 to 24 year olds. Everyone was just saying how grateful they were of some sort of aspect of a live vibe from being that they learned something, that they met, made a new friend, that they were able to get inspired to start their own thing or learn a skill of like people learn have learned how to code by being on the team of a live vibe, how to build websites, how to do graphics, how to manage a team. Like it's a whole learning experience for everyone themselves. So I would love to continue what I'm doing. Um, new products, I always want to continue to upgrade and um, whatever platform we have because we're not super, we're not really tech oriented, we're more community oriented. Uh, but of course we want to make the tech experience as seamless as possible to help initiate that. Cool, yeah, that's super exciting. I think uh, you can do so much good with universities going forward next year. Um, bringing this whole international experience and positive sort of vibe. I think that's so needed because who knows what next year is going to hold for yeah. sure. Hopefully, hopefully a little bit easier than this year, but I feel with all the struggles we're getting, people are, are becoming so innovate, innovative and it's really great to see. Yeah, that. I would love to say, I would love to honestly just turn it back to you and ask you a question about that. Like I was told by a mentor quite early that limits or like restrictions actually allow more creativity because almost like think of a child, right? If they, you say, here's a piece of paper, draw whatever you want. You're almost overwhelmed. You don't really know where to start. But if they're like, okay, draw this within this line, you 
you almost, it allows you to be more creative and like adaptable. So I was wondering like in your experience, how have you felt with like whatever restrictions or challenges or obstacles you've come that have been brought to you? How have you been able to kind of use those to help hone in on your mission or your vision to give you more like focus? Hmm, interesting question. I, I do think that having restrictions is a lot easier than looking at a blank canvas, as you just said. Um, I often, when I work with brands in the past, the more restrictions there were, the more guidelines, the easier it was to sort of build strategies and plans. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, if there was a blank canvas, um, I think it's very important to sort of start by drawing a sort of a guide for yourself or a boundary so that you are able to clearly start developing something from nothing. Um, So for me, goals um, and implementing them uh, is an important way to sort of start your focus, but finding your niche and finding your voice is very important, especially these days. Um, Yeah. So I, I don't know, it would depend completely on the project, I guess. But um, good question for sure. Yeah, and then another question. Um, what, so we say that there's like this rule in marketing to do this 80-20, right? So you apparently you spend 20% of your efforts that gives you 80% of the output and you spend 80% of your time that gives you 20%. And it's quite frustrating, but um, it is what it is in terms of like marketing and strategies and being productive. So as like a marketing queen yourself, I was wondering... Where do you think that we should be spending more of our time and energy? Is it social media? Should we be still doing traditional advertising? Where is the 80% that we're wasting our time with? And where can we spend more of that 20%? Good question. So because everyone is so different that there is a general 80-20 rule for sure. And you can follow it. But at the end of the day, you need to go analytically look at what is performing and being useful for you for whatever it is your brand is doing or your business is doing. So I know that um, what the best like way to go about it would be to, to test like, okay, if I'm spending um, like half a day on this platform and the rest of my day on this platform, which of those two platforms are honestly giving me the most results? And then how much money am I spending on each? Um, and time is money. So you need to go evaluate everything you're doing um, to sort of help you as an individual streamline your efforts. So um, there's a strategy where you sort of look at your sales, your effectiveness and your profit, um, looking at your total time spent, be it on your advertisement, your YouTube, your blog, your affiliation programs, and break that down and try to understand where your efforts are most useful because you could be spending so much time building an affiliation program, but at the end of the day, that's like 5% profit. It's not really worth your time where if you see, okay, actually my strongest asset right now is my Instagram. I think I'm going to focus more energy on that and, and then look at your profit results at the end of the day. So, but the 80 to 20% rule, again, it cannot apply to everything because everyone has different strong points and they need their own individualistic strategy to sort of realize where their efforts are best spent. That's amazing. Totally. Would you say that applies to not just marketing, but also in like who you're working with and like who the people you're surrounding yourself is? Because I think at the end of the day, like it's not so much what you're doing, it's who you're doing it with. So how would you say that principle kind of applies to like who you're working with as well? 
Oh, 100%. So like, um, even with your customers, not only just partners, but even if you look at your customers, like, who are the people that um, are following you and listening to you? What do they like? How can you better cater for them? Um, and then again, the 80-20 rule again, what are you doing that's working well? What are you doing that's not? That's why I think analytics is so important at the end of the day, because you need to target your efforts, you need to be looking at what's doing well, um, what's not doing well, what's generating that revenue for you at the end of the day. And the same with partnerships. I think it's really great if you can have long-term partnerships. Um, but then again, look at the 80-20 rule. How are you keeping that partnership like uh, productive? How is it bringing in revenue? If the partnership's no longer relevant, I think it's also very important to learn how to draw healthy boundaries and be like, you know what? It's been great, but um, the where or the area I want to take my business into um, isn't really that relevant with you anymore, but you know, um, so I think it's very important to understand where you want to take your business and build your partnerships accordingly. And again, break it down to the 80, 20 rule. That's fantastic. And I'm definitely going to be taking that advice myself as we continue <laughs> to build partnerships because the live vibe is also situated on the more business side as a Gen Z insight hub for firms to connect and wanting to get some more insights similar to like the question you asked me about what have we learned about Gen Z? That's a very fascinating conversation because Gen Z is the up and coming consumer and it's where everyone knows that the money is. So understanding the position, the value of not only our market, but our data has been quite important in partnering with the right people and knowing strategically. Uh, who the right fit is, is something I'm definitely thinking about. So we can definitely talk more about that later. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, as as long as you feel like they're, whoever you're partnering up with stays in alignment with what it is you want to drive your, your business goals to is great. Um, but just always stay true to you and, and don't break away because you think maybe there's profit or something. Because in the long run, um, you want to be pure and true and honest to your community and what it is That's you're true. doing. So, yeah. So, so, so true, Donna. Yeah, because I think money signs sometimes distract people and it steers you away from the real reason you're doing it and i think that's been really nice like a live out that was never the reason that i went into this it's never the reason now whatever happens happens nothing and like money doesn't make you happy like unless yes i know from like when you're uh if you're like in, incredibly poor and you don't have enough money to like feed your family from like three meals a day yes money can make you incrementally happy but after a certain point it it, it doesn't and you just feel this like endless race so appreciating like the experiences and who it's who and that's exactly what I've been able to find and create with a live vibe so I feel satisfied and like fulfilled from the inside out just being with these people um because that's really what it's all about at the end of the day especially given this year when we've found connections to be scarce with the people we sometimes want to be with finding such a fulfilling community has been an absolute blessing Exactly. It's all about that inner fulfillment and loving what you do. Because as soon as you don't love it, then, uh, you know, you've gone the wrong route. <laughs> exactly. That's so true. Very, very true. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Say, like, it's, yeah, like, it's the moment you realize and, like, you want your work or, like, whatever you're doing that you're waking up in the morning to, like, get you excited. If you're thinking and, like, you open your eyes, you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, there's a reason. Like, something's off. Change something. Because it's only going to go down that 
path more and more. So definitely find something that like excites you to wake up every day. And like, that's what I have. And I think you have the same thing, like something that you're thinking about at night, not because you feel stressed and stuff, because it's just giving you so much energy, inspiration, and like you are the person that you want it to be like act as if. Exactly. Yeah. But it's also, like you say, interesting, because I think what you just said is a big part of what Gen Z is expecting for careers and jobs um, going forward. And it's going to be very interesting to see how businesses have to change their structure and adapt to be more satisfying as a workplace for the next generation. Yeah, that's a huge point as well. Like, it's no longer like, yeah, I just go to work, I come home. Like, no, like work is people want to work hard. Like people work really hard at a live lab and like, it's because they genuinely enjoy it. Like it's not like they're getting like, yeah, healthcare benefits, family weekends off. Like it's not like it's that because they actually enjoy it. So we're understanding people will, and it's not the Gen Z's are lazy by any means. No, no, no. They will just work hard for the things they really, really care about. So caring about whatever that is and providing in a stimulating environment as well, not just a born, uh, like a, a job a com- computer can do or something that like a calculator could do. And I see that even with education as well. Like among my friends, like, even at school now as well, people are like, why would I, why would I have to learn this? I know exactly the tools I can use to do this myself. And it's true because we are in this, like not like in the beyond like the tertiary um, services or like the quad, the quaternary now we're using like, artificial intelligence to solve problems that we couldn't do beforehand. So understanding how to leverage the resources we have instead of having to, just do the jobs that we know can be done by some sort of service or platform that's been already created. Exactly. I feel like that's what I love about, uh, well, even my generation, I'm not your generation, but <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I'm always learning yeah. something new and, and that even I got burnt out at companies because I wasn't exactly. growing anymore. And if I'm not growing, I get bored and, and I need to always be learning. And I think that's so important. Um, so, yeah, even though we're a different generation, oh. but I can totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you're making six figures, whatever it is. If you feel that you've like plateaued in your mind, like that's all that matters like and that's such a sad it's such it's it's such a pivotal thing because it can be so fulfilling to wake up every day and be like wow I learned something new but like chronically if you like spending months and years even saying like wow like I really yeah sure I'm making money yeah but like I don't feel like I've learned anything I've grown my mind that's when you that's when you get old like aging is not a thing where like you're there's no signs to aging it's not like oh it's when your bones start to crack when you start to have wrinkles here no 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 like it's a mentality you can be a hundred years old and still feel young. It's the moment you start to age when you start to talk about the past more than the future. And if you're always thinking about the future, the things you want to, you want to do, accomplish, see things, things that are exciting, then you're never going to get old because you always know that you can grow. But if you're old, you're that, if you're old, if you think more about the past, when you want to close your mind, you want to stop learning. I couldn't agree more. I think we found the solution for anti-aging right there. (laughs) Good job. Exactly. Like cream? No. Serum? Yeah, they don't. No. No. None of that will work. Yeah, it really is. It's about your mentality. So. Oh, for sure. Keeping yourself excited. Always something new. Yeah, exactly. I think for the same reason as you started a live vibe, that's why yeah. I wanted to do this podcast is because I felt uninspired and I was like, I want to connect with people again. I want to expand my network. I want to feel yeah. inspired again. 
And I think that's what this podcast has really done for me personally, is I've just been able to chat to people that have cool ideas, that are starting something, that have like a good energy. And I think this year is all about getting good energy back into our lives, like bringing positivity back. Oh my God, could not agree more. Could not agree more. People, And like, even when people talk about like, oh yeah, like I hate digital, like it's so boring, it's so annoying. First of all, no Gen Z says that. Just everyone who's complaining about it is not Gen Z. Second of all, um, it's just, I think it's, <laughs> I love a good hug. I love a good hangout. But if you really want to connect with people outside your comfort zone or in, outside your realm of reality, then the internet is the way to do that. If I'm living my entire life in this city or like this soon, there's no way I'm going to connect with someone if I'm not on the internet. So that's the only way to really expand your mind. Because the internet's such a wonderful, huge place, and there's so many opportunities. So without it, you're limiting yourself already. But with using it and using it the right way, you're able to do these experiences and have opportunities that you never would have otherwise. Exactly. I think it's just all about balance at the end of the day. Because I love being oh online, but I also realize these days I need to be like more balanced and sometimes just switch yeah. off all the computer screens and just read a book and be alone. I have not used any social media in months now, and it's you don't need it. Like, like texting is really all that is because you know exactly who you want to talk to. You're going on like the whole idea of a feed is so sickening to me. Like scrolling endlessly. Like it, it's so, yeah, I can't, after watching the social network Netflix documentary, I'm just scared by the idea of a feed. That was yeah. a very good documentary, but yeah, I, I mean, again, everything in balance, like as much positivity and opportunity as we can get online. That's also good. We remember to let our, yeah. our mind drift and have that time where we're no, not totally having mind. your mind relaxed and it can be from wherever you want and not just allowing your mind to just relax and do what it is. Like some people like it's going on a run. Some people it's sipping tea, watching a funny Netflix show, like letting your mind escape and having that alone time can be okay. Cause I think this year as well, we've realized like the value of being alone sometimes, not uh, that this year it should be the norm, but I'm saying having little pockets of like reflecting and doing things that really make you feel wholesome allows you to like refresh yourself and not feel burnt out and have more meaningful connections when you're with other people. Thanks so much, Ali, for joining me on the show. Please go check out a live vibe um, and join their next event because I'm really excited to join it myself. I think she is very positive and I think the events sound like it's much more personal um, and I'm very excited to get more involved with that going forward. Great idea and lovely chatting to you and um, lots of positive advice for 2021. Um, and we're very excited to, to keep watching and seeing where you take a live vibe in the future. Thanks for listening and talk soon.